I met you, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm on team here. And uh, last week, we talked about blessing and how we can be a people of blessing, specifically through the giving of our finances. And so this week, we're going to expand the idea a little bit. And we're going to talk about how we can be a people of blessing through the giving of our time and talents. So through serving, right? And there's a lot of biblical reasons why you should serve. A lot of scriptural references to it. And and a lot of just like common sense reasons why we should serve. But when I was thinking about it and writing them out and praying about it, they pretty much all came down to one of three categories. So that's what we're going to look at today, okay? So the first significant reason why we should all serve is for the good of ourselves, for the good of you. Now, that sounds like weirdly selfish, so um, let me explain. Each and every one of us is on a discipleship journey. We are all growing closer to the Lord, no matter if you've been following him five minutes or 50 years, right? And so we're all on these journeys to look more like Jesus, to act like him, to sound like him, to love like him. Christian literally means little Christ. So we are called to emulate Christ. And when we look at who Jesus was, well, he was a servant, One of his names is the servant king, in fact. In fact, Mark 10 says it so simple and obvious. It says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's who Jesus is. And we see this just how he lived his life here on earth. He was always serving people, preferring them, taking care of them. Even at the Last Supper, the the final meal Jesus had before he was, you know, hours later taken to trial and, and eventually crucified and raised for us. In his final meal with his friends, in the middle of it, he kneels down and he washes their feet. Now, foot washing feels a bit weird to us in our culture, uh, but at the time that was a very normal thing. Foot washing would have inevitably happened at a meal like this, but the difference is that a servant was supposed to do it. That was a servant's job. And so Jesus takes on the literal role and posture of a servant, and he kneels down, and he washes the feet of the men that literally hours later would betray him, abandon him, deny him, doubt him, but he takes this posture of serving them. And after this mind-blowing act of service, this is what he says. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Jesus serves. So we are called to serve. 
serving is an incredibly important piece of your discipleship, of learning to look and sound and be more and more like our King. Now, as we serve and those changes start to happen in us, there's also changes that will start to happen in the relationships around you. If you serve, I can pretty much guarantee you'll make some friends. And we all want friends, right? And actually, fellowship and and Christian friendships are a really important piece of our discipleship as well. Some of my very best friends to this day, I met when I was serving in missional community and when I served with them at David's Tent. But all these deep connections were initially founded because we all agreed to serve Jesus in the same way. When you're on the same team as people, you have common goals, common victories, common struggles. Plus, you're regularly seeing the same people over and over again. And that is quite literally, psychologically even, that's how we make friends. So when you serve, you're going to build a community. And if you decide to serve today purely because you want to make some friends, that's great. That's a legitimate reason. That is a good reason, okay? But... What you'll find as well as you you build these friendships and you build this community is you'll start to serve for the good of them as well. Which brings me to my second reason. You should all serve, we should all serve for the good of the family. Now, every single person, every single believer has been given gifts and callings and, and passions Each of you carries these specific pieces of God's heart and his kingdom. And everyone has something, but no one has everything. And that's an intentional design choice by the Lord. He intentionally chose to keep all of us in lack. Because then we need one another. I can't do everything on my own. You can't do everything on your own. So we rely on each other, the gifts of one another, the the time of one another, the service of one another. You know, last night, for example, uh, we had the newcomer's meal, and I had an amazing team of about 10 people who helped serve. And I'm telling you right now, if I didn't have that team, first of all, the food would have gone cold, so people wouldn't have been happy but I would literally not have managed. It was, you know, Beth and Sam who were helping me set up in in the chaos of also taking down the light party and the kids, all the kids stuff. And it was, you know, Stuart and Mark who stayed with me till 10 p.m. washing dishes. We need one another. And yeah, I need to be clear about this part. Sometimes you do get to serve within your passion, within your giftings and calling, and that's so fun. But sometimes we serve just because we love Jesus and we love the family. When I go home to my mom's house, I make sure I do the washing up. I, you know, make sure that whatever plates are on the side, whatever cups I've used, I clean them. And it's not because I love washing up. It's not because I'm great at doing dishes. It's because I love my mom. 
It's because I love our family, because I honor our home and the space of us, because I want to serve the needs of those I love. You might not love washing dishes, but I hope you love this family. Because that's what church is supposed to be, a family. It's not just a random place you rock up to occasionally on a Sunday whenever you feel like it. That's not what church is. Church is a community where you can dig deep roots. And that takes intentionality. That takes choosing to build with one another. And honoring and serving one another. The third significant reason why we should all serve is for the good of the kingdom. It continues to be probably the wildest thing about Jesus to me. Because Jesus is God. He is fully God. He's fully all-powerful. Like, he can do anything he wants. If he wanted to, he could just be like, and force kingdom on all of us. He could do that, but he doesn't because he loves relationship, because he loves partnering with us to bring his kingdom to earth. That's his, his whole thing. And so when we serve, that's what we're doing. We're partnering with Jesus and what he wants to do and what he wants to build. We're partnering with his ways to bring his kingdom to earth. Now, there's some amazing stories I could tell you about how members of this family have served and have seen God move and change in their own hearts, how he's used them to bless this family, how he's used them to build kingdom across Bournemouth. But it's better to hear their stories, right, and hear it right from them. So I'm going to bring up a few of our incredible volunteers here from Coastline, and you're going to get to hear why they serve and why it's important to them and their relationship with Jesus. So the first one I'm going to invite up is Steve Wiper. You can give him a round of applause. You want to take this? Yeah. Sweet. Thanks, John. All right. Have a seat. Thank you. This is nice. Oh, lovely. Okay, so firstly, Steve, what teams do you serve on? Because there's a lot of teams that you could serve on within Coastline. Um, right now, uh, Alpha's finished, so technically none. <laughs> uh, Alpha is coming again early next year, mm-hmm. um, so that will be something I'm prioritizing. Yeah. Uh, I was on the last Alpha course, yeah. which was fantastic. There might even be some of you here who weren't even Christians before that last course. Yeah, uh, and amazing. that has been a great privilege to be yeah. part of and to see. Uh, I was also on the last, dipping in and out of the last Star Recovery mm. course, yeah. um, which again was a massive privilege, especially for me. I'm not from a recovery background, but we're all kind of recovering from the effects of sin. And I've worked with people from addictive backgrounds um, before, so have some knowledge of 
you know, where they come from and the issues and relate a lot of it to my own life and just struggles yeah. with kind of overcoming habits and stuff. So yeah. that was really good. Um, there's one running currently at a, um, a local church and it, it kind of, there's always one on in Bournemouth. So that's a great area to, yeah. to be part of. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're currently with Star and Alpha, but... I know you and your wife have served on a lot of coastline teams over the years. Yeah, so what are some um, of the other teams? Sure. So Chris, probably more than me. Uh, um, and whether it's um, some of them coastline teams, some of them are ministries associated with the church. So Chris has uh, been part of cooking for the welcome meals. Um, she's been part of Safer Families and has done some stints with families to, to help um, support there. Um, we've been part of the family integration team, which is part of welcome team. Yeah. Um, we've co-led life group, um, some other things. Yeah, I can't even think, you know, but yeah. It, yeah. Um, yeah, Chris has done a couple of shifts in the food bank, mm. uh, in the food bank, sorry, enjoy cafe. Yeah. Um, I, in a previous church worked in, uh, the food bank that they ran, yeah. um, alpha courses, yeah, all kinds amazing. of stuff. Yeah. So it sounds like serving has always been a part of your Christian journey. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason you can hear me now is there's people, can you just big up the team that does all the sound and vision? Yeah. If you can see me at home. You know, we, we definitely, um, you know, it's, some roles are really visible, right? We just thank the, the worship team, and that's yeah. great. Yeah. And there's some, but the fact all these chairs are out and we all got to sit down this morning is because it looks like it's automatic. So we come in, it just happens. I got served a lovely coffee. Um, but all of that takes an army of volunteers. Yeah. And sometimes we don't see the gaps. Yeah. Or we don't see people jumping in and doing an extra shift when they weren't rotated because there's shortages on some of these teams. Yeah. Um, but that's happening all the time. And, yeah. you know, whether it's it putting out the chairs... Morning. Yeah. Or whether it's yeah, you're right. And we yeah. ha- this must have looked very different. I haven't seen the video yet, but it would have looked very different yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, how have you kind of discerned and chosen over the years what teams you want to serve in? Um, you know, what season you're in of serving? All those. How do you discern that? Sure, uh, that's such a great question because I think you know sometimes uh, it's can I do it. Does it fit? Um, what other things has God called me to in this season? You know, he's, when the children were young, you got to move it around childcare. Yeah. You got to involve everyone. And sometimes, actually, what service to God looks like is being at home and spending that time investing in your family, or um, you know, taking taking the load off your your spouse, or or whatever it is. Uh, other times, it's there's, there's just a need, and you just feel moved by the need. Yeah. Other times, it's really practical. Mm. You know, we just need so many people to put chairs out. You don't really need a calling from God to put out chairs. It's just, you need yeah. physical ability yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's part of what has to be done, right, to make it happen. So yeah. we were in a, a, a church plant um, in a different country, and everything um, had to be put out every week because we hired the building coastline used to hire the building when we when we first joined and that took so much more effort um and so there were tons of things you got involved in from lugging around great big speakers like these base units and stuff and moving them in vehicles and taking them to the venue and it's just you know 
there's always need. But the great thing is, and for me, I guess, and for Chris, uh, she's away visiting sick relatives in London just now and seeing her family as well. But um, it's not that we need to join in because the church needs us or God needs us in that way. Because like you say, you could, you could just make it happen. It's that we get to join in. Mm. You know, we get this... We get to join in the mission of God. If you, we had with Fifi, she read that revelation picture to us about mm. a, a, a mighty gathering from every nation, everything yeah. else. You want to be part of that? Yeah. It can start with putting out chairs. Come on. Amen, right? Steve. Yes. Oh, <laughs> amen. Thank you, Steve. That's sure. amazing. Yeah. I'm going to ask Fifi, you want to come on up? Give a round of applause for Fifi. She's serving like triple duty today. She's doing Guys, it all. I'm back again. Great. Yes. Well, we obviously saw you serving. Yes. It is tall. Hey, right? This is really hard. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I think we have Go shorter on. legs. Yeah. Uh, we obviously saw you serving yes. on worship, but you also serve on some other teams. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I serve our youth as well. Go on. Go on, youth. Um, I love it. I love young people, y'all. They're amazing. Um, but yeah, keep it short. Those are two teams I mm. serve at the moment. Yes, great. And you actually serve on Monday Night Youth, right? Yes. So tell me about this, because I know you also you have a job. You work very hard. Yes. So you work Mondays. Work Mondays. And then you go serve youth. Yep. How, so, how is that? Tell yeah. us about that. So I'll give you a little breakdown. So on Monday... We are there praying for each other, making sure that, yeah, we don't do anything without prayer. We don't do anything without hearing the Holy Spirit. And we check on each other as a team and we love each other. We actually like each other, guys. We are friends. Like, that's how amazing we are. We've just gathered such a great community together. And we pray for the youth. We pray for the night. Um, and when those young people come in, we don't know how their days were. We don't know the home lives are. And it's just creating a safe space for them, not only for them to feel seen, but also to create a space where they can get an introduction to Jesus, right? Because you can't assume that every young person knows Jesus and they have a relationship with them. And honestly, y'all, it's been amazing. It's been so good to see God working in young people. For example, on Monday, we had a summit night where we had someone come in. Jotham came in to speak. And just being able to talk, we were talking about worship and teaching them a little bit about worship, what it means to worship Jesus, to have a relationship with Jesus. And at the end, we just all gathered worshiping Jesus and just hearing the voices and not really caring about who, what, who's doing what, just worshiping Jesus. And I'm just like, this is amazing because this is the foundation they're going to set for the rest of their lives. When they go to uni, they will know Jesus. They're going to remember the goodness that he has done in their lives. And to be able to partner with God and allowing him to do that in young people's lives, I absolutely love that. And so that's why I do it. So good. And it makes the Mondays worth it. It makes Mondays worth yeah. it. It's hard, okay? <laughs> Having young people, imagine doing a nine to five and you come home, yeah. and you go to youth and you have loads of 20 teenagers running at you. It's hard. Yeah. So it's so worth it. Yes. I love that. So you've kind of touched on it a bit. Yes. But, but what made you want to serve? What was kind of the that like deciding factor that you're like, okay, I'm in. So as Sarah said earlier, that all of us have gifts, right? 
And a gift is meant to be given away. It's meant to be shared to other people. And for me, I definitely was like, I can't just come to church, be passive, take it all in and go home. Like there's something as well that I get to give. However, it's about sometimes partnering with God and being obedient to what he's saying. Because you don't know, for example, your story matters, right? For me, being able to come on a Monday to have a chat with, let's say, one of the youths about, let's say, something's happened at school. And God is using my story of when I was at school, of when I suffered from self-esteem or, and I can be able to pour into that young person's life. And that's the reason why I'm doing it, to serve, to give, yes, to the church, but also to be obedient to what God is doing. And for me as well, it's actually letting go of, you know what, I can't do it, or I'm not good enough, or actually God you will refine you through that, through your service. Sometimes it's just starting, and then God will work through you. And for me, it was the hardest decision sometimes to be like, okay, Lord, I don't want to come to you today, but it's worth it because your kingdom will come here with these young people. And so every single time I go to you, that's what I do, choosing to serve because just being obedient to God, really. Well, yeah. So good. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I said this to you last week because I had to serve youth yes. last weekend, and I have so much respect for you guys. It's, it's amazing. Okay. It's, okay. it's amazing <laughs> what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for that. Nice. Let's give a round of applause. Thank you so much. And last but not least, Sam O'Reilly. Come on up. There you go, mate. Now, Sam's actually one of my favorites because... He probably is the only one in this church who cares about the chairs as much as I do, <laughs> which I really appreciate. It's great. It's great. So, Sam, you serve on a few teams. Why don't you tell us what teams you serve on? So, I serve on Setup, Kids, Joy Cafe, Car Park, Coastline Kids Club. There we are. Great. All of them. Okay. So, so many. Yes. So, some of those might be a little obvious. Yeah. But, you know, car park, okay, obviously you need a car park. Um, what happens on, like, setup? So on setup, we come, sometimes the church is already set up, sometimes it isn't. So we come, we put out the chairs, we lay all the leaflets on the chairs, we tidy, we hoover, and we just make sure church is ready for you guys to come, worship, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we can sometimes hear what happens in kids, but what's actually happening in there? Oh. Chaos. Yeah. Pretty much chaos. Fun chaos, though. If you, like, chaos. if you like mess, screaming kids, and just pure delight, then yeah. kids is your place. And if you that. like being pied with shaven foam, kids is where it is all at. I would serve on that team. That's great. I'm glad. I'm glad you have that kid. Oh. It's great. So what would you say, because you do serve in quite a few areas. I'm not going to ask you your favorite team. I would never ask you that. But what's your favorite thing about serving in general? Community. I find serving is a big community. I wouldn't be on a team if I didn't think there was community in it. Mm-hmm. It's not just a team, it's a family. Mm-hmm. You get to know them people personally, and you get to walk with them in their faith and struggles. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's not just community within the team, is it? It's also the wider community you get to, get to know, right? Yeah, definitely. You did, if you're here early on a team, you get to meet and greet everyone. Mm-hmm. So you get to know everyone personally by name because you have that time to be here to meet everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the more people that are on the setup team, the more time there is at the end, 
So the more time you get to chat and meet people. Definitely. The more people on team, the earlier we can get set up and enjoy it and have breakfast together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you get breakfast, guys. This is a, what a great deal. Yeah, so good. So then what would you say to someone who's on the fence about serving? Just do it. Don't sit on the fence and be like, I can't do that. Everyone has a strength, and we can all serve in ways, any, any means. Yeah. Now, I didn't, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but you just really hit on a, a really important thing, this idea, this lie that sometimes we believe, oh, well, I, I can't do that. Um, have you ever had that thought, or is there anything you would say specifically into that that feeling of like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how to serve. I couldn't serve, possibly, you know. Just, just do it. We can just support. Try. We can support you yeah. if you come to me and say, I can't put out chairs. I don't know how to. We will support you. We'll build you, mm-hmm. and we'll grow with you. Yeah, amazing. Thanks, Sam. Sorry. Thanks so much. Yeah. That's you. So that's just a few, a very few stories of people in our church who are serving in various ways. Um, it's all we have time for is to do, you know, three sit-down quick interviews. But I know there's a lot of you here today who do serve. And so I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you serve at Coastline, whether it's a Sunday team or a team throughout the week, or or a ministry throughout the week. Can you please stand right now so we can acknowledge you? We can give them a round of applause. Now. Okay, now, stay standing, stay standing. If you serve on two or more teams, stay standing. If you serve on three or more teams, stay standing. Four teams? Five teams. That's amazing. That is amazing. It's incredible. Thank you so much to everyone who just stood, to everyone who does give their time and their talents to to what we're building with Jesus and with one another in this family. Now, I was curious, so I ran the numbers, and it's just over 30% of Coastliners serve. So it ends up being 31.9% of Coastline serves. It's very precise. Uh, And 23% of Coastline serves on a Sunday, specifically. But what that means is that 70% of us aren't serving. And that means... (laughs) What that means is that 70% of us are missing out. We're missing out on what God has for us in our own discipleship. We're missing, the family's missing out. The kingdom of God is missing out. 70% of us are missing out. And so my job today is to invite that 70% of you into the adventure. To invite that 70% of you into the harvest. Because there's a harvest. 
We're just starting to taste and see the fruit. Because all the fruit we're seeing as a coastline family, the, the salvations and the, the healings and the deliverance and the people coming back to Jesus and all these amazing things, that belongs to everyone who just stood up. It's not my fruit. It's not John's fruit. It's not the band's fruit. It's everyone who is saying, yes, I am all in. I will give my time. I will give my talent. It is all of our fruit. And we are seeing incredible things with just 30% of us serving. But what if 100% of us served? What if 100% of the people who call Coastline their home said, okay, I'm going to serve. I'm going to give my time and my talent. I'm going to be all in for this. Can you imagine the harvest? Can you imagine what God would do? Look at what he's done with 30%. What could he do with 100% of us? I just, Jesus deserves everything he died for. He deserves his full kingdom to come here. And we can be a part of that. Because that's what you're doing when you're serving. You're not just handing someone a cup of coffee. You're giving someone who hasn't been in a church building in a decade and is terrified. You're giving them acceptance and love. You're not just playing insane, messy games in Coastline Kids. You're investing and training in the next generation of missionaries and business kingdom leaders and, and pastors and evangelists. You're, you're giving, not only that, you're giving an exhausted single mom a chance to come in here and hear the word of God. It's not just... It's not just setting out these chairs, it's literally creating seats so that people who don't know Jesus can come in here and hear the gospel. That's what it is. And then physically creating safe space so that they can come forward and receive prayer for healing. You're not just, you know, putting these words on a screen. You're, you're literally allowing the body of Christ, his bride, to sing with one voice and one heart cry so that we can be unified the way Christ Jesus prayed that we would be unified. This is important, church. These things matter. They're not insignificant. They're not small. They matter to King Jesus and they should matter to us. Because he has given his everything for us. Everything. He was being glorified in heaven. And he wanted to be with us. He wanted to make a way so that we would be with him for all eternity. And so he comes and he serves and he gives his entire life for us. Jesus gave his everything. We can give him one Sunday a month. 
we can give him one shift a week at Joy Cafe. I'm going to have to say it. There are legitimate reasons not to serve. Reasons like you just had a baby, or you're dealing with bereavement, or a, a chronic illness, or you've you know, just hit burnout and you need to take a step back. There, there are legitimate reasons not to serve. Not wanting to is not a legitimate reason. Not knowing how to, not a legitimate reason. Being scared or nervous to, not legitimate reasons. There is a complacency that has come into church. Not just Coastline, the global church. But it's not okay. Complacency is not okay with Jesus. He has so much more for you. And I love Jesus so much. And I would give my life a thousand times more to him because he's worthy. And even when, you know, I'm exhausted, even when it's hard, he's still worthy. He's still worthy of all my 24 hours in a day. But he's not just worthy of my 24 hours. He's worthy of all of us giving our full yes, our full all in. Jesus. We can't be a complacent and lazy church. We will never see the fullness of what he wants to do in us, the fullness of what he wants to do through us. We will never see the fullness of the kingdom come. We cannot be complacent or lazy. There's no place for it. Jesus is worth so much more than that. He deserves to get every single thing that he died for, and that means his full kingdom here. Jesus. And so we're going to take a moment to self-reflect and to ask the Lord where we need to be serving. Where have we become complacent? Jesus. There's these forms on your seat. And they're a good starting point. And they have all the teams that we have on a Sunday. And on the back, there's a bunch of our other teams as well that meet throughout the week. Most of them you've you've heard about from the the interviewees or you can read the description. Um, A few that that are a bit, uh, maybe have some questions. I think most of these make sense, but uh, first aid's one that you probably don't even realize that we have a first aid team, Um, but there's actually people who are first aid trained who need to be in a group this size. Um, So if you're first aid trained, 
That'd be a great team for you. We need to build that team a lot. Um, on the back, we have Joy Cafe. We have Outreach. So Outreach is everything from Jesus at the door to healing on the streets, various other things that we want to get started. Uh, um, Star Recovering Alpha, we talked about Hope Into Action is the house we have um, that takes people who were previously homeless and just really connects with them, builds community and family with them. Um, there's also a space here that says Other. Some of you have specific gifts that this church needs. So it might be accounting. It might be landscaping. It might be, I, I don't know. But if you have specific things, like, and, you, and God's saying, I need you to offer this to the church. I need you to offer this to the family of God to build kingdom. You can put it in there. But we're going to have a moment. And I'm going to pray. You have a moment to fill this out. Um, but more importantly, you're going to have a moment to ask the Lord. Jesus. To ask the Lord, how would you have us serve your family and your kingdom? How should I be serving to let you do what you want to do in me? And so let's just take a moment and pray. Come Holy Spirit.